Podcast. So we're here, episode three of the 3D Community Church Podcast. We just wrapped up a four-part series on Jonah, where we dove way deeper than the Vacation Bible School story that all of us know about Jonah getting eaten by the fish. I learned a lot. I know anybody that came learned a lot. So we're going to kind of recap that and then talk about a little bit about what's coming next. Uh, you know, again, the purpose of this podcast is to give you guys an outlet to seek God's word and hear God's word in the middle of the week. So whether you missed, you know, the service on Sunday or you want to dive deeper or you want to share it with somebody, this will give you an outlet where you can do that. And we'd appreciate the support to like, comment, leave us a review on iTunes or uh, Spotify or whatever podcast platform you guys see us on. So um, so just to, to bring everybody back up to speed, Jonah, right, uh, he received a calling from God. God told him, go to Nineveh, you know, deliver a message because I'm going to cast judgment. Jonah didn't agree. He went the opposite direction, ran away, got chased by a storm, got thrown into the sea, got swallowed by a fish, all to end up right back where God wanted him in the first place, giving him a second chance. He goes to Nineveh, delivers a very short message, which turned the entire city around. They were saved. You know, God withdrew his judgment, changed his mind, so to speak. And then we kind of get left on a cliffhanger of Jonah being like, I told you, God, I, I told you this is what's going to happen. This is what I didn't want to happen. And God kind of leaves him with a mic drop, mm-hmm. right, at the end. Mm-hmm. So, um yeah, mic drop. <laughs> and, and that's the part I was going to get to. I was going to look at this verse because um, we see where Jonah just really has it out with God. Um, but then we also see at the end where God comes back and kind of takes care of Jonah, you know. And it goes back to that verse, you know, in, in Luke where it talks about, you know, he leaves the 99 to get the one. Because that one who is straight away is so important. Mm-hmm. This 120 that straight away at the time was more important than Jonah's feelings. You know, yeah. God's like, I need you to, you know, kind of overlook this. I know you don't understand, but I need you to go do this even though you don't understand, even though you don't want to. I'm using you to do this. But here's the greatest part God can handle our. Anger. Yeah. God can handle our frustration, even when it's at him, you know. Um, Because in verse 4, it said, The Lord replied to Jonah, It is right for you to be angry about this. Mm. Think about that. I know these people have hurt you. I know you didn't want to go save these people. I know that you tried everything in your power and I still went and brought you back and sent you here and made you go tell that message. You know what I'm saying? You have a right to be angry. You know, and uh, and sometimes, man, you know, this is this is this is some good stuff right here. You know, sometimes we look at what people's gone through in life and it's like, Lord, I'm I'm angry. You know, um, we we met with a lady um, not too long ago who, had, who they had planted churches before, and she had lost her spouse, and it just made me think about Crystal. You know, and I was like, man, what if what if what if I lost Crystal in the midst of all this? I would I would be angry. You know, mm-hmm. I would really have to tell God, God, I don't understand this because you know she's like my 
ride or die. She's my associate pastor. She's my wife. She's my, you know, kid's mother. And we are doing everything we can to grow the kingdom. I would probably have a little, sometimes <laughs> singing Kumbaya and, well, you know, God is good and God is good. Please don't ever take that out of context. God is good for uh, Romans 8, 28, for God, for all things, not just mm -hmm. bad, not just good, but all things work together for the good, you know, but there's sometimes those things that happen that we don't consider are good. You know, we have our own opinion sometimes of things that are good and things that are bad, but when it comes to God's standard of good, he's always good. But when we go through a standard of what we call bad, then God's, God's so big that he's not offended. He's not like, oh, how dare you talk to me like that? In this situation, in verse 4, he looked at Jonah and said, it is right yeah. for you to be angry about this. You have a right to be angry about this, Jonah. And then Jonah went out uh, and he went to go. So he said, I just got to get away. I got to go get isolated. And then the Lord had arranged for him a shelter, a leaf, a tree that would shade him. And this is the part I love that, yes, God leaves the 99. He, you know, he, he not, not, not spiritually leaves us where we're alone, yeah. but sometimes there has to be a little more attention given to the one who has went away. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so he's saying, hey, hey, let's go get the 99 and bring them back. Let's go get the one that has left the 99 and now that we've brought them back. Let's celebrate. Let's rejoice. What well, the Bible says, when one returns back to the folk, we should celebrate. You know what I'm saying? So now here it is. This whole city has celebrated, and Jonah's ticked off. Yeah. And God says you have the right, but this is the part about how good God is. God didn't say, how dare you talk to me like that? How dare you? Don't you know who I am? God went and now said, now that they're doing good, I need to minister to Jonah. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I need to. I need to cut. I need to help you understand. You know, and he still went through some more troubling things. Um, and we, I think, when we get to uh, verse, let's see. Uh, and once again, we get to verse nine. And then God said to Jonah, "It is right for you to be angry because the plant died. Here right. it is. Something else is happening." He and, and God said, "You have the right to be angry." And I'm going to let some of you, I'm going to say this today because I don't want you to, um, we are emotional creatures. We can't not be. It, we, it's, we're designed. We are made that way. And being angry is an emotion. Okay? Um, and sometimes when people, and, and I'm saying this because there's, there's just certain people that come to my mind. Mm -hmm. who are going through something right now to where I believe they're just angry. And then they struggle in their fate of, if I'm angry, does this mean I'm not saved? Does this mean I don't have a relationship with God? Does this mean that God is upset with me if I'm angry with Him? And in reality, God's okay if you're angry with Him. Okay. He understands that we're not always going to understand because it's always a, but sometimes it, listen, sometimes when things happen in this world, it takes our spiritual self to get a little bit of time to catch up with it. You know what I'm saying? If something bad happens, we don't automatically go, oh man, God is good. God is good. We have to sit back and let the Holy Spirit minister to us. Okay. We, you know, 
thank God we have, that's why we have grace and mercy. You know what I'm saying? Because we don't always react in the most godly way, but that doesn't mean we're not saved. And it doesn't mean that God is upset with you. He's like, you had a, you had a right to be upset about this. But here's what I need you to know. This is how I responded. And this is what God's trying. This is the part I really love right here. Verse 10. Then the Lord said, you feel sorry. because the, the, right, So the Bible said that God had sent, sent that plant and he had also sent a worm. So the plant provided shade and then the worm ate the plant away. And then the plant just died. And so Jonah's like all mad because about this worm. He's mad about. You know, these people deserve judgment. I'm mad this worm came and done this. I'm mad about this sin. I'm mad about this destruction. I'm, I'm just mad. And they deserve judgment. But God, being the loving God that he is, mm -hmm. is willing to grant salvation to anyone who is willing to accept it. Okay? And that's when he comes in. And this part really got me. In the end of the mic drop, he said, the Lord said, you feel sorry about the plant, though you did nothing to put it there. He didn't plant that plant. Yep. He had he done nothing but reap the benefit of the plant. You know what I'm saying? And I think about that with people, and we get angry with people, we get upset with people, and and how dare they do that? You know. But at the end of the day, these people all are going to have to stand before God one day too. Right. And we did nothing to put them here on this earth. They are designed by God. They they were made in the image of God. They are a potential child of God. And notice I said potential child of God. Because the Bible says anyone who accepts Jesus Christ inherits and becomes a part of the kingdom. They become a part of the family. And everybody has the potential. And everybody, um, nobody will be turned away from salvation. But at the end of the day, God created them, and he wants a relationship with them, just like he wants a relationship with you. Yeah. And then the other thing that gets me is like, man, isn't it amazing that the same grace, the same power, the same salvation that forgave us for all of our bad things, that there's times we don't want other people to receive that because we feel like they're so bad. Right. You know, and I'm like, well, what if somebody somewhere was like, I don't want him to receive it. But thank God, man, all that kind of comes up to God, you know. So yeah, I, I enjoyed this week. I enjoyed closing closing this thing out. So yeah, it's a uh, it's 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 sort of a humbling thing. God God telling us that you know, I I, I gave you everything you have, right? Mm -hmm. And there shouldn't really be a sense of entitlement. The same thing goes for like if we're mad at somebody, we didn't do anything to put them here. But the same thing goes for when when God takes something away from us and we can't understand why. Yeah, right. That that we weren't entitled to that either. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I think part of that is probably one of the biggest things that, uh, you know, I, I like how at first when I heard the mic drop and how you left the story, I'm like, man, it's a, you know, it's a cliffhanger, <laughs> like, you know, where it's like when you watch a movie and they leave you yeah. to, to think about it for the, for 10 minutes after, um, I was like, but I think that, you know, the, the same way that when we try to teach our kids a lesson and we'd leave them and say, like, you just, you just sit in here and think about that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that you see that relationship, uh, you know, as a child of God, yeah. that God has with Jonah, that that's essentially what he did. You sit here and you think about this. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, and that's we, really powerful. And we go through all four chapters that you talk about the mic drop. It ends with a question. Yeah. 
And it's almost like a question that maybe, maybe this is a question we should be asking everybody, you know, and this is it, shouldn't I feel sorry for such a great city? Right. You know, um, instead of, it, oh man, listen, <laughs> all the sin that goes on in the world today, and and, and I'm going, I'm going to, uh, um, I, I just want to say something else too. I feel like sometimes I have to repent myself because of just the way I say things. I, I'm a very, um, I pay a lot of close attention to words that I say. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I, I feel like I have to be careful sometimes of how I say churches do this. And you know what I'm saying? And, and all these these churches. And the problem is we are all the church. You know what right. I'm saying? So we, I have to be very careful how I say, you know, churches do this and churches do that. But as followers, let me say it like this, followers of Jesus, regardless of what church you're in, Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, non-denominational, whatever. Um, at the end of Jonah right here, he says, shouldn't I, shouldn't I show compassion for a city in such darkness? Okay. I have met followers of Jesus that they almost get excited when they think about the judgment coming. Mm. like that they're in and the evil ones are out. And, right. and you know, like we made it and they're out. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, they're going to get what's coming to them. You know what I'm saying? And we have to be very careful with that. Um, yeah. I want to, what, what, what's your thought on that while I look this up? I yeah. want to read this other verse. I mean, the same thing, right? Like, I think we live in probably one of the most polarizing times uh, that you know that I can remember, and I, I mean I'm young, but uh, the you know it's like you're either on this side or you're on that side, and so many of the hot button topics out here that that you know um, have something to do with your faith or religion or politics. It's like we talked about this on the other one. If you're on one side, you hate the other side, yeah. right? And and this same question could be asked for you know hot button topics like you know. Like uh, gender identity and abortion, and you know um, whether you're red or blue, mm -hmm. right? Like whatever side you're on, there's a good chance that you know if a if a debate happened, you know where someone was telling you the the reason that they're on the other side of that aisle, that there's a lot of anger that comes out about you, right? Like yeah. you know, and the same question could be could be said is right, like should even though that person has such different beliefs, and you couldn't imagine having the same beliefs as them, mm -hmm. you know, shouldn't God have compassion on that mm -hmm. group of people? And he does have compassion on that on those group of people. And and here's the thing, I, I had the opportunity the other day to sit in with a lady who said she she needed to interview someone who had different views than she did, you know, and I was like, man, this is going to be real interesting because it's mm -hmm. not that I have just a different... I Here's what I always wonder. <clears throat> what source of authority gave you your point of view. Right. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, what, is it just a feeling that you have? You know what I'm saying? Because um, some of the, um, you know, LGBTQ community, that that's kind of like their slogan, if you listen to it, is I have the right to love who I want to love. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Versus, uh, uh, you know, uh, Christianity and stuff, we get our opinion based on that culture from what the Bible says. You know what I'm saying? So it's not that I just woke up one day and I said, hey, I decided to feel this way and I decided to be, um, 
and I'm not even against them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, it's not that I'm against you. I just don't live my life this way, and I choose to live my life this way. But like you said, if you, in a lot of situations, and I don't want to say all, because all this is not all. You know what I'm saying? But but probably the a good majority of, of the culture of how it speaks is in what you said. If you're not for us, you're kind of against us. Um, and that, and that's the thing where I come from is everything I say is not based on my opinion. Right. Okay. Because I have chosen to live my life by what the Bible says. That was my choice. That's the choice that, that I made. Okay. I have chosen to believe that the word of God is true. A hundred percent. Um, so that's where I don't argue my opinion. I feel I told somebody one day, I feel like the day that I became a pastor, I, I forfeited my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what does the Bible say about this situation? I am called to be a student. First, I'm first of all called to be a student of the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, I am called to, to tell people about what I've learned in being that student. You know what I'm saying? And then the third part of my calling is to live out what I'm reading what I am seeing, and uh, and those three things is kind of what makes up my calling. Um, so, but in that, it's not that Jesus is against us. Okay, um, favorite verse right here for the you know everybody knows this John three sixteen. For this is how God loved the world; He gave His one and only Son, so that everyone, everyone, sinners. Um, people that don't even agree with him, everyone um, who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Because this is the big thing. The whole point of Jesus is coming so that we he defeated death and we never have to die. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, we get to live and have a relationship with him forever. But there's also benefits to that here on earth. Now, <clears throat> here's the thing. There's a second verse and it's John 3, 17. God sent his son into the world, not to judge it. See, that hasn't happened yet. God's not judging us right now. Okay? He said, he sent, he said, God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. All right? There is no judgment against anyone who believes in him. But anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only son. And the judgment is based on this fact. We talk about facts. That's what my teenager says. I'll tell you, oh, you know, anytime I deal with teenagers, I'll be like, yeah. is that for real? They'll be like, that's facts, bro. That's facts. <laughs> yeah. So right here, the Bible says, uh, facts, bro, right here. Uh, and this judgment is based on this facts. God's light came into the world, but the people loved the darkness more than the light, Mm. and their actions were evil. All who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it for fear their sins will be exposed. But those who do what is right come to the light so others can see what they are doing 
And that's what God wants. I may have just preached my message for Sunday. So, <laughs> but in that, that's what I'm trying to say is like, everybody's like, we're not judging you. Nobody's judging everybody. We should be called to go out and deliver the message of Christ. That's our job right now. And when judgment comes, that's, uh, that's between that person and God and what they choose to believe here on earth. Yep. So, and I, you know, and that's a difficult task, right? Like that's, that's the theme of this story, right? It's, it's difficult to process your emotions, to be angry, yeah. but then go back to faith, right? Yeah. And go back to the fact that, you know, um, this but, person hasn't been judged yet, yeah. right? And if they, uh, all, you know, and when they will be judged, it might be, it might be 10 minutes before they take the last breath on earth and we should still rejoice, yeah. you know, that that happened, no matter how they live the other yeah. 70 years of their life. Yeah. Uh, and that's difficult, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, and I think the mic drop at the end is, you know, uh, in that conversation with Jonah was, you know, letting uh, Jonah know, and it, and it lets us know now that it's okay that that's difficult, right? It might yeah. be one of the hardest things that we can do. Yeah. Well, and like I said, one of the greatest things about that is, you know, Jonah was angry. And God said, "You have it. it's okay. Yeah. But I'm also going to come over here and, and support you and love you yep. and spend time with you. Yeah. You know, Jonah gave the message. The 120,000 reacted. But while they were reacting, God just said, hey, I'll no longer send my judgment. But my presence is going to Jonah. Yeah, <laughs> I went and spent time with with Jonah. Yeah, you know, and yep. so that they were doing what they were doing, but God was with Jonah, trying to, you know, finish teaching him. You know, not not that he's wanting to teach him a lesson, but I, I kind of go back to Romans eight twenty eight for all things. I'm trying to show you everything about this story has worked together for the good. Yeah, you know, you spent three days in a well, but you didn't drown in the ocean. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, People throw you threw you off a boat, but you didn't drown in the middle of the sea. You know, yep. you went and faced one hundred and twenty thousand people that were killing your people, and told them that the judgment was coming, and they didn't kill you. Yeah, you, you know, so all this stuff that is so like, oh, yeah, all of it worked out to the good, yep. you know, for God's good, which is you know goes back to the how you taught us to pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, your will be done. On yeah. earth as it is in heaven. And that's one of the things I believe we should pray all the time. Like, Lord, what is your will? Um, and I pray that a lot because I won't. I've seen God's will versus my will. I've seen what I can do versus what God can do. I want his will 10 times every time. Every yeah. time I'd, I'd have his will over mine, I'd have his way over my way. Yep. Yeah. Well, I really enjoyed the message. The you know diving deep and what was your you favorite? Know, what was your favorite part? <clears throat> so, uh, you know, kind of part two and part three together. You know, probably hit the, hit home the hardest for me that you know um, that God sometimes has to take you down to the deepest, darkest mm -hmm. place in order for you to give up control to say I can't do it on my own to to listen yeah to to, to a lot of times things that you knew you should have been doing already, right? Or you, you knew you should have been headed in this direction already and you weren't. And so now you got, you know, drugged down to the bottom of the ocean only to end up right back at the decision point of, am I going to listen this time? Yeah. Right. Am I going to, you know, change my ways? 
Um, so that that definitely did, and then and then the part that you know uh, that the target didn't move after that, right? That we just got a second chance. The, the ask of you mm. is the same. Go yeah. right back to it, you know. Or you can make another bad decision, and you know mm-hmm. I, I might have you eaten by a, a you know a hippo this time, yeah. right? So um, those two things, because I, I connected it back to me, you know, and um, you know just times in my life where I've been taken down, you know, mm-hmm. to the bottom. Where uh, you know, right after that, some of the some of the worst seasons in my life were followed by some of the best because you know during that 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 bad season, I had time to think and redirect myself, and I, and and I always go back to you know always went back to my faith and trying to align my actions yeah. with my faith after those bad seasons, uh, and then and then the the harvest that we reap after that are always greater than the ones we were reaping before. Yeah. You know, so um, that probably was the most. And then just in general, this process of being on the podcast and like having to, um, <laughs> I don't want to say I wouldn't listen in before, right? Yeah. You know, but having to like listen more intently and be more studious, yeah. you know, about the message. This process has opened my eyes big time to, you know, just how deep uh, or, or how much of a lack of understanding I had before mm-hmm. and how rewarding it is to to dive deep now and to you know be seeking uh understanding of the word of god so um that part is exciting for me the podcast man if, even if none of y'all are listening to this right <laughs> i feel like like i am getting a lot out of it by being more studious yeah. and, and seeking god's word and um and this is like and the podcast really came out of this yeah this whole series so yep and, and this is you know kind of an add-on to the question but it while, while you were telling me before that, you know, you're going to ask me some questions and throughout your talking, this is just coming into my, my head that one of the reasons why, you know, I, I love 3D so much and why I, you know, chose to stay and, and, and chose to be a part of 3D, um, you know, this probably happened over time, but, but one of the reasons was, is our, our men's ministry, you know, and the, and the amount of men that I saw that were, were seeking, you know, connection with God's word, because, I mean, I grew up in church, you know, in a Catholic church with my mom and a Baptist church with my dad. And I remember the feeling that a lot of times, you know, we were just going through the motions, mm-hmm. right? We knew we needed to be in church. We'd go to church on Sunday and then, you know, boom, check out, go go get dinner and live the rest of our week. But, you know, when we see, you know, groups of 30 or 40 people showing up to men's breakfast and to, yeah. you know, to, to things that are outside of church and and men that are genuinely seeking, you know, the uh, a relationship with God, that was a big difference for me in this church and other churches that I've been a part of. So nice. um, this podcast is helping me, you know, to, you know, put forth effort in getting closer to God. Yeah. And, uh, as you know, and you know, I don't know if the, if the series kept people engaged. It's probably, I really enjoyed the series. Um you know, that's what they call expository preaching is when you just basically open up the Bible and go down yeah. word for word, you know, verse for verse. And and so, um, but I'll say this, man, we, we made history in the month of March. Okay. Um, we, we have had every now and then we would have over 200 people on Sundays. You know, we would have like maybe 215 and then the next week we'd have 260 or two you know 70 or I mean uh, 170 or 160 you know 
And then like the next month, we might have like two days, two Sundays where we would have 200. And then next two, we'd have like two, 160, you know. But for the month of March, we averaged 213 people during the month of March. Nice. So that was a, that was a, a, a kind of like a little milestone for us, you know. Yeah. Um, and the reason that's so important, and I'll tell you this, uh, they say it's harder for a church to grow from a hundred to two hundred than it is from a thousand to two thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and a lot of it has to do with the structure of the church, you know. And I was so proud because right before COVID, we had we were averaging. Um, we we had started breaking two hundred like a couple times a week, yeah. you know. Uh, but we had never. I think we we had got that we averaged one ninety eight. You know what I'm saying? And I was yeah. so bad, wanted to be like, we're averaging 200, but I'm like, no, you know, I'm yeah. not going to do that until I could easily said 200 because we're yeah. 198, but I'm like, no, I, I like to keep the numbers what they are. You know, numbers are important. Um, if you don't believe it, God wrote a whole book in the Bible, one of yeah. the 66 books in the Bible is numbers. And so, um, but uh, yeah, this past March, oh, but anyway, we had, uh, we were close to that and then COVID came. Yeah. And COVID, you know, it's kind of like, you know, of course, momentum killer for a lot of people. But um, I don't know, man, just uh, about uh, we went back in Greenwood in May and we just have progressed, progressed, progressed. And then um, this year, um, this month in March, we 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 averaged over 200 a Sunday. So, yeah, um, I'm so happy about that and then Easter yeah. ain't here yet you know yeah. so we still got more to come and I feel that momentum building I feel momentum building in myself I feel momentum building listen to those numbers and then we're going into Easter so that's a good kind of segue into kind of what comes next right Easter is uh it's pretty important in yeah. the church right both from the the message behind it and from the the numbers behind it right mm-hmm. is is Easter the most uh attended church service in it's one of the top four. I know that. Top three. Top three. Um, top yeah. three most attended Sundays are Christmas and Easter. They go hand in hand. Okay. Um, then Mother's Day. And then Mother's Day. Mother's yep. Day is the third most attended Sunday. And that's why that thing I said about the men of the church is like, you you, you don't have to go to many churches to find the moms who are, are seeking God's answers, you know, but I, I always felt that, you know, when, you know, when you got the... The men seeking yeah. as well, right? And I think that that number speaks to that too. Well, you didn't say Father's Day. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Father's Day is probably one of the lowest attended yeah. Sundays. Um, Father's Day is always, you know, because Father's Day kind of takes place after school's out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And the way the school system is around here, Father's Day is yeah. uh, it's like usually it's like one of the because of the school, it's the like the first out. weekend that yeah. school is out for the summer. So it's because of the school in the summer is not the fathers. Yeah, not because they're fishing and you know and well, but that's the thing too. Them. Like you know, moms, <laughs> moms are like, um, give me on this camera right here. Yeah, yeah, mom, moms are like, um, what do you want for Mother's Day? Oh, like Crystal, you know, yeah, her, her Mother's Day, she wants everybody to go to church together, dress up together, and wear, and we're all going to go to Aloha Zoo. Yeah, you know, dads, we're like. You know, hey, uh, I'm gonna play golf. It's my only day off. You know, yeah. we, we say things like that. We're going fishing or, you know, whatever. So um, it's just, I don't know. I ain't, I ain't knocking dads or anything. No, no. But, you yeah. know, statistics are, numbers are, yep. they are what they are. So. But 
So, the, so our uh, services that were, you know, are this Sunday, right? We're, we're going to start kind of leading up to Easter. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you what we got planned, you know, this, uh, like I said, I don't know how many people hear this because this is one of our first podcasts, but so far what we got planned is we're doing like all hands on deck with volunteers. Anybody that volunteers, because we know we're going to have maybe double the kids. We're going to have uh, probably 350, maybe 400 people on Easter. I think last year we had 360 people. Um, we're doing everything at Greenwood, um, which was, it, I, there's a lot of people that go to our church, man, now today that started coming Easter 2020 during the mm -hmm. pandemic. Um, and we were at drive-in service. Yeah, we did a yeah. drive-in service and there was churches that were closed. You know what I'm saying? And um, because we had the land and the way we were set up to be portable, uh, I remember people leaving and they'd yell out the window. And this is when the pandemic was like, we didn't, you know, it was, it was really serious. It, yeah. was, it was so much, you know, unclarity of how serious is this thing. Yeah, yeah. You know? um, but uh, there was people yelling out the window, thank y'all for having church, you know. And um, I think that some, that we had like 375 people on that Easter, you know, outside during the pandemic, no contact, nobody got out of their car. We did communion, nobody touched each other. We, you know, cups, but, uh, all that was great. Um, and, uh, so we're probably looking about, you know, I don't know. I don't want to put a number on it, but I am getting 350 donuts with a donut hole in the hole. It's going to be a tomb. You can roll the tomb away. Ah. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's cheesy. Yeah. That's, yeah. I like cheesy though. Uh, but hey, the tomb yeah. is going to be rolled away with your Dunkin' Donuts Sunday. Nice. Or on Easter. And, yeah. uh, but, and then we're, they're doing a play for the kids. And I want to put this out there. It's a disclaimer. You will see the Easter bunny walking around church that Sunday. But there's a whole skit that uh, we've got laid out to where the Easter Bunny is going to be introduced to the real meaning of Easter. Nice. So yeah. uh, there's a whole play and skit that has been written for the kids of how the Easter Bunny, um, well, let's just say, is going yeah. to learn the true meaning of Easter. Okay. And so Not just about him putting out a bunch of eggs. Uh, exactly. Yeah. You know, so... And I say that because, man, the world we live in today, if anybody saw the Easter Bunny at Church Sunday, we would be... Yeah, that, that's pretty satanic in some people's eyes. You know, we're not taking the meaning of Easter away, you know, and we're not promoting the Easter bunny on Easter. But a part of our kids' ministry is uh, for that, for Easter Sunday, is there's a skit that involves the Easter bunny finding out the true meaning of Easter. Yeah. Um, and then they got their own praise and worship. They're doing Easter egg hunts. All that's going to be done during church this year. Uh, and then we have a little illustrated sermon that we're going to do um, that, you know, kind of try to make Easter come alive, you know, 3D. So yeah. I'm excited about that. Cool. Good deal. But what we're, let me go back. So what I'm saying was with the volunteers is since we're at, every year it's like we ask our volunteers, you know, hey, we need your help, 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 because there's going to be all these new people coming. So what we've done is we've asked the praise team to be ready to sing a couple songs at 930. And we're asking all volunteers to come at 930. And we are going to have our own little time of worship and mm -hmm. communion um, and have a little intimate session with them and then release everybody by 10 o'clock to go and serve in their positions. Good. So, yeah. Yeah. That's the plan. That's good. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's, that's big because sometimes you feel like, you know, if, if anybody out there feels like that, you know, if I just volunteer and volunteer and volunteer, when, when, when am I going to have that yeah. time to 
Yeah. We don't want them to miss out on Easter. And yeah. Easter was a little hard for us planning-wise this year because uh, normally we would have went to the land. But mm-hmm. you have to plan Easter months ahead. You can't just yeah. decide 1st of April, you're going to start planning Easter. Um, and so we weren't sure about... Um, if we would have been broken, if we had broken ground over there or not. So we decided to just make everything at Greenwood this year. Yep. Cool. Cool deal. So that's it, right? Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's so, it. you know, leading up to Easter, right, um, we'll, we'll probably try to put some thoughts together. But just in general, right, with the knowledge that's one of the top two, you know, uh, most attended sermons, if you've got somebody on your mind, and I know you do when I talk about this, that you know needs to hear God's word, you want them to be in church, what better time than to, to invite them to come to East, you know, to the Easter service. And if you got to use the Easter bunny being there and they've got kids to get them through yeah. the doors, do it, right? Get them through the doors and God will take care of the rest. So um, this is episode three, 3D Community Church Podcast. Hopefully you like it. Uh, leave us a like, a comment, share, a review on whatever podcast platform you listen to this on. We're just trying to grow God's uh, kingdom and give you guys an outlet in the middle of the week to connect a little further with God's message. So um, that's it. 3D out. All right. God bless.